This is Alex Brandt on location live in the Windy City at my 100th show. The band is minutes from taking the stage, and you're listening to the pod that Jane likes. Reporting live from the pit of Guilford, night two. Night two, we're here at Sean, Matt, and Trisha. Last night was a blast, and we're ready to do it again. Here we are, night two, Guilford. (laughs) Matt loves Guilford. Matt is the king of Guilford. You don't love Guilford? Tell me me when I'm telling lies. Well, I I love Guilford, but we're supposed to tell people that it's terrible. It's terrible. It's a horrible day with everybody today. By the, I think it might be too late for that. I think the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, it's crowded, and it's going to be super fun, and we can't wait to tell you all about it. And you're listening to the pod that Jane likes. This is a DMB Society podcast. I got a little sister named Jane. And this is the pod that Jane likes. And now, here are your hosts, Jeanette, Trisha, Matt, and Sean. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the pod that Jane likes. This is Matt, fresh off of my two favorite days of the year, when DMB comes to Guilford. Uh, I am here with Sean and Trisha, uh, who were there with me every step of the way. Before we go any further, we need to tell you that Jeanette, <laughs> our our darling Jeanette, was swept back up onto the bus. She's on the bus. She's on the bus to the final three Dead & Company shows out in San Francisco. She'll be back next week. Uh, we may even have a recorded statement from her this week, which we will release at a certain point. Reporting live from beautiful San Francisco, California. This is Jeanette. Um, guys, I'm still on the bus. I'm on the bus for the final three Dead Co shows taking place in San Francisco. Um, so I trust that my three other beautiful pod mates have brought to you an episode this week um, talking about their experience at Guilford as well as the Chicago shows. Um, I, watching from afar, those Chicago shows looked amazing, especially night one, five tour debuts, especially that late in the evening, Paul Simon cover. You know how the pod feels about a Paul Simon cover. Um, as well as Idea of You. I love that song. It's probably in my top 10. And then, you know, the pod was at Guilford, Boots on the Ground in Guilford, Matt's favorite venue of all time, um, and two great shows. Um, The band was killing it out there, um, and I'm still over here in Dead & Company land, but I will be back next week. If you guys are going to SPAC, enjoy, and I will see you all at PNC in Homedale, New Jersey, and and in Camden. I'll see you all on the road. Next week, I'll be back. Bye. Um. But we miss her. We wish she had been with us. Um, but we're going to continue on. So uh, because we've been all over the place and we continue to be all, all over the place with all of these shows, um, we're going to stray again from our normal format. And we're just going to have another little chat here. Yeah, we're on the road. We're making we're making do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we're all in person today. Yeah. Uh, live from Massachusetts. Uh, I guess when you'll be hearing this, it won't be live. But here we are live in person uh and we want to talk about uh the last week in in dmb we're gonna get to guilford Mm -hmm. 
Um, this was Sean's first trip to Guilford. Trisha was there last year. Uh, we'll get to that, but we did want to make sure that we uh, talked a little bit about the shows in Chicago that happened. We also want to thank our buddy Alex uh, for recording the opening from Chicago. It was his 100th show. So happy 100th, Alex. Thanks happy so much for uh, for kicking us off. Um, and so, yeah, let's, let's talk Chicago. So the band played two nights in Northerly Island. Um, last week, Friday, Saturday, Friday was Buddy's birthday and a Friday night concert series show. Um, I think the biggest takeaways here are that the fakes continued. Mm-hmm. Uh, the summer of fakes, summer 2023 continues. We had um, a too much fake going into Brick House. And we had the Madman's Eyes fake, although this time going into Squirm, which that I was. thought was. Woo. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the Middle Eastern songs, uh, and you know we had the Madman's Eyes fake go into minarets. Um, so it was uh, just really cool to hear uh, hear that go into squirm. We had tour debuts recently. Hello again, Idea of You, Ditch, and then a brand new cover of Late in the Evening by Paul Simon. If you listen to one of our episodes previously this year, as we were answering questions from listeners you heard me say bring back all the paul simon covers because yep. the band does these so well and um they didn't what what a great great song for the band to cover well i guess i've been in love before once a time been on the floor never thought i'd love someone like you Sean, what did you think of late in the evening? I think to your point from a few episodes ago, I think it fits the band really well. I think that uh, musically, the song fits the style of this band. And even beyond musically, it fits what Dave's influences are. We, we've talked about that a number of times on on this podcast and how Dave's influences uh, kind of seep into the performances that we get and I think this is a perfect example of a song that a uh, song and an album and an artist, not even our opinions. We've heard Dave talk about Paul Simon. We saw him perform um, earlier this year at the Paul Simon tribute. So there's a lot of connections there to this Paul Simon music. And I think it's one that fits the band well. And it's one that uh, I'm certainly happy to hear live at a show. And I hope it sticks around for a little while. What else do you think about Chicago. Chicago was fun. Um, I think if if you were attending in attendance at the Chicago shows, you definitely left happy. Two nights, forty total songs, eight tour debuts. Um, I, that, I that alone, you know, if if you're going to back to back nights, and if somebody tells you at the the onset of that that you're going to be leaving, and and granted, just to to set the table, we're talking about the middle of the tour here. We're not talking about the beginning of the tour where seemingly everything is a tour debut. But here we are in July. We're in the middle of the tour. And on a weekend in Chicago, they, they bust out eight new songs. So 40 total songs, eight tour debuts, zero repeats. Um, that's what you want, right? Like you you want the versatility in the set lists. You want a set list that can keep you guessing. And Chicago definitely did that. Yeah, the thing about Chicago is it's such a great city, but that venue isn't like loved by people necessarily. So I actually think it deters people from going. Um, but as Matt said, this was broadcasted over Sirius XM, DMB Radio. And whew, 
mean, it, it opens. I mean, it opens with Granny PMP Rapunzel recently. Sweet, hello again. Monsters line our graves. Walk around the moon. I mean, it just kept going and going. And you know, we have our Foz scale here. Um, and I think this got a perfect score from me. I mean, this was quite the show night one. I really just didn't stop. Even that Mad Men's Eyes fake into squirm and then idea of you, he kept that red guitar out. I thought it was incredible. One thing that I want to add, because Trisha, you just rattled off what night one looked like. One thing I think that's really worth noting is the fact that for the past two weekends, the band was in Deer Creek two weekends ago, Chicago last weekend, surprisingly the night that got the most set list variation the most tour debuts on both of those stops were night one mm -hmm. not only were they night one but they were Sirius XM Friday night concert series yeah. broadcasts and I think it's such a departure from what we've seen in previous years where maybe the band um, in night one would stick a little bit more conservatively in night two when they're not being broadcasted live they could explore a little bit more they could play around bust out new things these past couple of weeks we've seen the opposite and if you are a Friday night concert series listener I think between Deer Creek night one and Chicago night one mm -hmm. you've gotten two of the better shows that the band has played all summer it's it's really been um, there, there's been a great selection of, of music in this Friday night concert series Absolutely. And, um, you know, just great set list variation, uh, you know, little of this, little of that. And um, one thing that we've sort of seen happen, too, we, we, we mentioned this last time where we talk about um, this being an album tour. Uh, Walk Around the Moon is certainly seeing the, uh, the large play counts, but it's not as, as drastic as it's been in the past for other, other shows. So, like, for example... Uh, Chicago Friday night, there were three Walk Around the Moon songs. Um, and Chicago night two, uh, we had four. So it's not, you know, we're not talking about every other song is going to be from the new album. It was, uh, you know, they, they spread them out nicely, I thought, and, and, and sprinkled them well. Uh, we can talk night two a little bit. Um, more tour debuts, Big Eyed Fish, Samurai Cop. Um, do you remember, uh, we're not going to talk about the encore because... You all know how I feel about it, um, but uh, but more tour debut. I mean that that's that's what you want to see when you when you go to a show. And uh, we've also talked on the podcast before about the best thing to do if you're planning out your summer and you want to go see DMB three or four times or however many times you want to go see them. Spread it out. Go once at the beginning, once in the middle, once at the end. You're going to see a lot of great setlist variation. Um, we'll talk when we get to Guilford about how thrilled I was, but. Um, you know, you're seeing this across the board, I think, with with a lot of these shows. And I think in addition to that, I think Matt Matt's point about it is, of course, an album tour year. We are getting most nights walk around the moon as the most played album, which is is really how it should be most nights on an album tour. We're, we're so, certainly not against that. What I think has separated this album tour from maybe the last couple album tours is the placement of songs. I think um, most nights you're left guessing. E even if you knew at the beginning of the show that you'd be getting three or four Walk Around the Moon songs, I think early in the tour, for example, it was a really easy prediction to say, well, you're going to get a Walk Around the Moon song in the encore one slot. And that still does happen from time to time. Something to Tell My Baby falls in there or Windows falls into that E1 slot. 
But by and large, I think as the tour has progressed, the way that these set lists have continued to develop is in a way that Walk Around the Moon is is much more uh, sprinkled in versus in tried and true locations. And we like a lot of these Walk Around the Moon songs, so we want to hear them. Um, but what we want maybe even more than that is, is variations in where they're appearing. And that's what we're getting as of late. Um, we're going to talk about Guilford in a little bit. That was the case in Guilford. It was the case in Deer Creek and it was the case during the Chicago weekend as well. So I, I think that's kind of the key to the album tour is we like a lot of these songs. We do want to hear them live. And I think the band's doing a pretty great job of varying up where we're finding them in set lists. That's because the band's great. That's all. End of sentence. End of sentence. End of sentence. <laughs> That's it. Greatest band in the world. That's it. Done. Greatest plan, uh, band on the planet. I'm eager to talk about uh, Guilford. Anything to wrap up in Chicago? You know, as I said, we won't talk about the encore because it's, uh, Just tell the people you know, the it was Sister was. Cornbread. Everyone knows how I feel about a cornbread, uh, a cornbread end of show moment. It's, it's. You know, for me, sexy it's just not what <laughs> sexy to some people. The most, the, the largest turnoff to others. We'll leave it at that. So now let's uh, let's switch gears, guys. Let's talk about Guilford. Yeah. I mean, where to even start? Well, let's start with Matt is the king of Guilford and has been to every Guilford show since 2016, which is 10 shows. So Matt showed us the most epic weekend in Guilford. I mean, I could really give you a play-by-play, but it was a lot of relaxing with my feet in the water, taking a nice stroll to the venue. Everybody's nice. It's like Pleasantville. Uh, And it was just a super amazing time. That's not even getting to the show, which the band brought down the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Tore the barn. I think if if you, you know, everybody has their lane, right? Some people have various lanes. Um, Matt has various lanes as well. But one of his lanes is definitely Guilford, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. If if you want to see the Dave Matthews Band perform in Guilford, you want to run your travel plans past Matt. Um, And I'm talking everything from lodging to breweries to visit, where to eat, the best beach spots, um, secret pathway, secret paths into the venue. Um, it, it was a sight to see. I'm, I, I'm not, it would be hard to explain without a video. I'm, I'm talking about security guards at the venue coming up and shaking Matt's hands. <laughs> it was a spectacle. It was a spectacle. And I had heard, and, and anybody who listens to this pod has probably heard a lot about Guilford uh, in the past year and Matt's stories from previous years and being excited for this year, yet somehow none of that uh, even adds up to how big of a deal Matt is at Guilford. It's a sight to see. It was so cool to witness this. Yes, or just in general how cool of a venue and experience uh, Guilford really is. And so it is definitely not one of those venues to miss, although if we keep telling people we're not going to be able to get tickets to it and then the king of Guilford might be upset. But Matt, Tell us everything. Well, it was a lot of fun, for sure. Uh, the shows were great. The company was great. Um, you know, it's just so it's so easy. I said before uh, on this podcast, I had gone to Guilford a few times before DMB started to play there. 
Um, and when they announced that they were coming, I was like, are you kidding me? Like two nights of my favorite band on the lake is like, you know, that would be, that would be just incredible. And, um, now we're here. This was the 10th, uh, night two was the, the 10th show. And, um, I've been to everyone. I will never miss it. Uh, I will prioritize all of my summer plans around making sure that I'm available to go because it's just, uh, it's just so great. The venue's clean. Everybody who works there is happy to be at work and is happy to greet you. And yeah, we had a security guard who um, was letting us in sort of a, a, a side entrance uh, and he was just the best. And, and just the, you know, everyone we encountered uh, was just, just awesome from everyone selling food to merch to everybody, everybody there just does it the right way. Yeah. And to actually uh, piggyback on that, the crew loves Guilford too. Because of the hospitality, I mean, they have they get they get real special, nice treatment. Apparently, like a private pool, and they get bikes, and like they're able to really relax too amongst uh, the trees and the summer in New England. Which a summer in New England, if anybody has spent a summer here, it's unmatched really to any part of the country. So, just a real magical, wonderful weather and vibe. One thing I want to add as a newbie to the venue. Um, if you haven't been to Guilford, it is not like any other amphitheater that I've been to. Um, and, and specifically what I mean by that is if regardless of where you are in the venue, uh, it's a very narrow seating area. And, and as a result of that, even if you end up with a seat or you're in the lawn or wherever you are, even if you're on one of the extreme sides of the stage, you're not really on an extreme side in comparison to any other venue that you can go see an act as large as Dave Matthews Band. It's a very narrow venue. Um, I thought um, Matt and, and Trisha kind of touched on um, the concession areas and the restrooms and, and bars and all of these little places are so clean. And it, it, it's just not like uh, really any other place that I've been to. I thought sound-wise, the venue sounded really good. And, and I know it's an overused phrase, but I, I genuinely believe it if somebody was to say, well, I don't think there's a bad seat in Guilford. You hear that so many times about places that there, there are bad seats. Um, but I don't think that that's an exaggeration for Guilford. I, I really and, and I was kind of, um, you know, trying to take in the venue from different angles and, and get vantage points from different areas. And it really is just laid out in a way that I I. I don't say this loosely, but I do not think there is a bad seat there. And, and um, yeah, so Guilford's a, it's, it's a special place to see Dave Matthews Band or any act for that matter. Absolutely. One other thing, too, which is really cool that, uh, that I think Guilford uh, does really well as a venue is in addition to all of the normal seating, there are some sort of other like kind of like vantage points. Um, uh, I use Camden Yards in Baltimore as an example of this when you go to see a baseball game. Um, I'm used to Fenway Park where there's a pole in front of you no matter where you are. And when you go to uh, some of the newer ballparks, there's all these sort of other uh, newly crafted vantage points where, you know, you don't need a ticket to enter those locations and you can still see the stage. So Guilford has a few of those spots. There's also some VIP like um, decks and things like that with like comfortable chairs where you can watch the show from. It's just uh it's just awesome i would go i would go i would literally go see anybody there just because i was going to that venue <laughs> but where did i drag the boys that's right i made them go in the pit they weren't totally happy but we did get to 
find a happy medium. We waltzed in at like 6.30 or 7. We were still probably 10 rows back, dead center. And oof, let's talk about the band. Let's, do it. <laughs> let's, 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 do, it. let's do it. I mean, I didn't love a full in the rain opener. But then you follow that with Pig, and then I was fine. And then recently, Drunken Soldier. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, we we um, uh, we were treated to a fun night one. Um, Pig recently and Drunken Soldier were huge standouts for me. Um, Drunken Soldier seemingly out of nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome. Uh, the whole song sounded great. Um, we also had Virginia in the Rain in the encore, which... Uh, if you've listened so far to what we've said about this tour, um, Virginia in the Rain in the E1 spot, you know, it should stay there. It's it's such a treat um, and, you know, a great showing by every band member. And I, you know, you, you've seen the videos. Uh, I am usually running with or without Jeanette to get a sandwich or to the bathroom during Jimmy thing. But this Jimmy thing was great. Tia Fuller, uh, who guested last year, uh, came back out, who's a... a good friends with Jeff and, and, uh, uh, she played on Jimmy thing and into brick house. And then what would you say? And she was, uh, I think better than her performance last year. I think she felt a little bit more comfortable and really was just awesome. Uh, you know, blaring on the horn. And, um, I liked watching the jam of Jimmy thing. I thought that, uh, Jeff and Rashawn were, uh, kind of able to do their thing. So, um, we also got, cha-cha which was uh great to hear again still developing um and uh uh yeah night one sean what were your thoughts about night one well the the biggest uh the most notable the standout part of the night is is drunken soldier for me described it as seemingly out of nowhere and and I think that that's a pretty accurate description. I I don't think that uh Drunken Soldier was on anybody's radar. It's a song that we've talked about before as kind of a puzzling song, a song that I think is is really universally well received, a song that uh comes from an album that can sometimes lack getting love on the road. Um, and it's a song that it seems to be oozing and overflowing with potential, even all these years after that song was was released. So I, I, I love Drunken Soldier. I, I certainly hope that it sticks around. Um, and I love a, a, a middle of the show surprise like that. It's um, certainly it's great if, if you get a surprise like that at the beginning or at the end. There's something about it in the middle where. Um, you know, I think it, it just really keeps you on your toes. So it, it was that for me. And on top of all of those things, uh, I thought it was a great performance. I thought it sounded really good. And, um, you know, that's kind of the, the, the cherry on top. It's, it's one thing to bust it out. It's another thing to stick the landing. And, and I think they did just that. Drunken soldier. just reminds me of the gorge. I felt like we were getting gorge treatment in Guilford with drunken soldier. That was super good, though. And um, if you get cha-cha at a show, I will tell you, I didn't spend a lot of time with the new song and hearing it live. It took me a second, but that is a really great song. Musically, the jam at the end. I mean, that is a excellent new song. So cross your fingers if you get it live at the rest of this tour. 
So that's uh, that's night one. Uh, what uh, a fun little setup to what was a monster night two. Uh, I had a smile on my face from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. Uh, night two, I I just can't even uh, articulate how uh, how awesome I felt it was. The opening run of the show. Uh, if you've listened to us and you've um, uh, you've heard us use the Foz scale to rate shows, you you want to see a, a steady incline. You know, you want to take off and then maybe have a little dip in the middle, and then you want it to come in for the proper landing. And I think this show did that to a T. I think this really showed off Dave's set list writing when he decides he wants to write a special set. Uh, I think this was it. At one point, he came out um, on the microphone and said, uh, some, t- some, day- <laughs> some days you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. And he said, and tonight I feel like a nut. And I just kept going back to that when I was thinking back to um, to the show. So the, this opening run of the first seven songs, I think, was some of the best DMB that I've seen in a very long time. Freedom. Freedom. 41, Big Eyed Fish and a Bartender. Jane, Monsters, Billy's 27. I mean, that is like, that's that's what you want. You know, like I, I would go to a whole year of shows and if I got that run at one of the shows that I saw, uh, I would be really happy. But this is kicking off the show. And, and, there, were, and there were for sure highlights after that. Um, other highlights for me, I thought Ocean the Butterfly sounded great. Lionel Graves with Clay Cook from Zach Brown Band, who we had talked about before on on the pod in Guilford. Uh, we got to see late in the evening, and then towards the end of the show, I just thought it was it was brought in for like the perfect landing with Rapunzel, Granny. The crowd was so hyped, and then we got a really special water into wine into ants. Um, I will also say that normally I would really poo poo Old Dirt Hill. But the old old dirt hill, yeah, no no pooping on old dirt hill. Uh, uh, this old dirt hill, for whatever reason, um, and and I I have to be completely frank and honest with you that I haven't gone back and listened to previous old dirt hills in the last <laughs> two to three years. Um, but it just had multiple parts that I don't remember. There was a time when the band seemingly started um, to kind of mellow their playing a little bit and quiet down. And the whole crowd is singing, bring that beat back to me again. And it's like, every, you know, everything's building, 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 building. And then the beat indeed <laughs> did come back to us again. Um, and people were going crazy. Jeff and Rashawn were, were soloing. Um, I thought that that was really uh, a fun, uh, a fun treat overall. mentioned on our socials afterwards first proudest monkey in the encore since 1995 insane Insane. uh and then a satellite fake into so damn lucky to close it uh so damn lucky which uh 
uh, I will say is a phenomenal closer. Talk about crowd participation. People, they were, they were showing us on the on the screen behind Dave. We made a couple of appearances, which was so cool. Um, uh, it was just a, a great way, you know, to end it. And I, if you also know me, I love when Dave does the jump thing at the end to, you know, call the band, like say that that's it. But I also love when they just can walk away in like a quieter moment, you know, as like everyone's chanting, you know, singing thank you. Um, I thought that was really cool. But before I ask you guys about what you thought about the set, we need to talk about a couple of wacky things that happened during the show. <laughs> you want to talk about the wacky things? Okay. We got to talk about the wacky things, okay? So uh, Sean and I were staring at each other so puzzled in a couple of, uh, for a couple of moments here. So Dave was having some off-and-on guitar trouble with various guitars early on in the show. And the two moments that I'm going to point out here, number one... Uh, during the Big Eyed Fish transition into Bartender, Dave plays the 12-string for both but needs a drop D for Bartender as opposed to uh, standard tuning for Big Eyed Fish. And he was handed the drop D guitar for Bartender with a string hanging off of it. He signals to Craig to bring him potentially another guitar, which he puts on, and then goes back to the one with the string hanging off it was one of the most bizarre things i've ever seen at a dmb show and it was unclear that like anybody could decide what the right thing was to to be done and it was it was just a it was one of those moments where i was just really uh questioning what what was going on sean you you have to elaborate on this one so early on in this show it definite there were a number of instances where it felt like things could go off the rails quickly. Whether it was, um, there were some technical issues with, I'm assuming some of the sound stuff and we had crew members messing with things in between songs. And then of course, most notably were all of these guitar issues and they weren't normal guitar issues. Like a normal guitar issue, I guess in my mind is if you break a string, that happens. You've got another one waiting on deck and it's brought out to you. This was different. This was um, a combination of broken strings and repair work that was happening so fast that the excess string was not trimmed at times. <laughs> so there were guitars that had the proper amount of strings but weren't fully ready to be played. All of this stuff is happening live on the fly. Um, and it wasn't even... it. it when I say that there were a number of instances where things could have gone off the rails, it wasn't just issues with the 12 strings because as you continue in this opening run, we get the tripping billies and now Dave is back with a six string again, having issues with that guitar. And it led to this really <laughs> equal parts, incredible, but also very awkward moment where Dave is at the end of tripping billies, uh, the climax of the song, the emotions are overflowing and Dave's guitar tech, Craig, is standing by his side. You know, he, he has a guitar ready to replace it, but the timing of it was such that Dave's in the moment, he's got his eyes shut, he's belting out these emotional lyrics, eat, drink, be merry, and Craig's right there, you know, trying to blend in with the scenery, but of course you can't. You can't. You know, the, the spotlight is on Dave slash Craig. Um it it was it was something, and I I think 
Matt and I and, and a lot of people and, and Dave kind of coming out of it, everybody seemed to get a good laugh out of this. I do think above all things, it speaks to the professionalism of this band. Yes. Uh, Matt and I said this during the show at one point, there were numerous instances where something went wrong and you've got to really be paying attention, first of all, to even know that that happened. But these guys are such pros, the way that they're able to catch things and just continue on. Uh, it's, it's really something to see. Poor Craig. He was standing there. Oh, it was such an awkward amount of time. But, you know, what are you going to do? He's a professional. Like you said, he had to help Dave out with the guitar. But it was a long time of us belting lyrics out right into Craig's face as he was center stage. <laughs> it seemed like hours that he was <laughs> that he was out there. It really did. We, we'll, we'll post a picture we have uh, on socials uh, when this was happening. And, you know, just looking back on it even now is just... It, what a bizarre situation <laughs> that it was. Uh, but what a great night. I mean, truly. First, I'm just going to say, anytime I'm with my pod mates and we get the song that Jane likes, it just feels so incredible. You know, I just make it up in my head that it's a nod to this great podcast we created. And I'm not hurting anybody with these delusional thoughts I have, but it's just fun to dance to that song with my people. We missed you, Jeanette, during that, but we were thinking of you. Um, and of course, number 27. And for me, the biggest like moment, actually, it was Old Dirt Hill for one moment, I'll just say. I looked around thinking the boys weren't going to like this. Next thing I know, everybody's bopping and happy, trying to... Screaming. Screaming. <laughs> and clapping. Oh I mean, it was God. a whole thing with a whole clap along. Um, but the big moment for me was Proudest Monkey in that encore, uh, for sure. That's the song that hooked me on DMB. And I just feel like for a while, the first part of this tour, he's been playing uh, short little songs in that E1 slot and to put Proudest Monkey there. Uh, and then a satellite fake into So Damn Lucky. Lucky. Uh, excellent show. I thought Chicago was definitely going to be the the show of the tour, and then Guilford said, "Hold on, hold on. Maybe, maybe Guilford Night Two is." <laughs> Matt talked about the opening run at Guilford Night Two. One thing that I want to add about that opening run is it's really easy, and and we kind of did this a little bit at the beginning of this episode. It's really easy to get caught up and focus on tour debuts. And the opening run that Matt described earlier, 41, Big Eyed Fish, Bartender, Jane, Monsters, Billy's, 27. There isn't a tour debut in there. But what there is are a bunch of songs that have only been played two and three times this tour. So maybe they're not tour debuts, but they're songs that haven't got a lot of love or they're songs that have only tour debuted recently. So again, what, what you get as a result of that, all of those are great songs on their own. But what you end up with is this feeling of not ever knowing what's coming next because you're not getting uh, consecutive songs that have been played 10, 15, 20 times this tour. Monsters has gotten a bunch of plays, but it's a Monsters album tour year. And Monsters is a great song. You know, we'll, we'll take Monsters at every two-night stand this year, and I'd be very happy with that. But I just think it's worth noting that Yes, tour debuts are the sexy things that get the headlines and engagement online and all of that. And that's great. We're, we're not opposed to that. We love tour debuts, but it's not always about tour debuts. And there's something to be said for a set list that is, is filled, especially an early run that's filled with songs that um, haven't really been played all that much this year. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. As, as I said, when, when we first started talking about night two, it's just a testament to when 
Dave can write a just a, a great set list that keeps you guessing. And I think that he's been doing a great job of that uh, this tour. Again, when this tour was announced and we knew it was going to be an album tour, you know, you think, well, I, I may limit my shows because, you know, I, I don't want to hear, you know, whatever song, however many plays that, you know, because it's on the album, that's what you're going to get. And, and I just, I just feel like it's been so good uh, compared to previous album tours specifically. I'll go back and talk about 2018, you know, where you had these come tomorrow songs and you knew you were going to get, come on, come on, and here on out, and, you know, th- those were being played seemingly at every show, you know. Um, so I just think that this was uh, this was awesome. This was, you know, for me, as perfect as 2023 DMB can get. You know, I was, I was bopping. I was, you know, I was happy. I think we all were, and, um, and uh, I can't say enough good things. Don't sleep on Guilford. Or sleep on Guilford. Oh, sleep on Guilford. Sorry. It was terrible. Uh, the venue was really packed and dirty and everyone was mean. And uh, the set list was terrible. Why didn't they play? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, drive and drive out. You know. But. You make a good point, Matt, in comparing this tour year to the previous tour year. Um, one thing that I want to add to that is that I think there's a number of these Walk Around the Moon songs that are also developing in a way that maybe we didn't see with some of those Come Tomorrow songs. Monsters, which was on this set list, jumps out at me as a song that kind of continues to develop. I think maybe the biggest one, I'm drawing a blank here, the, the biggest one being It Could Happen and the way that the outro to that song keeps developing. So I think that um, in addition to set lists being written in a way that we did not see the last time the band released an album, I also think we're getting a number of these songs developing in a way that some, not all, but some of those Come Tomorrow songs just did not seem to develop. So what you're saying is the band's good. <laughs> that's that's what we're saying. In summary. In summary. <laughs> In summary, this band is so good, and I'm just going to just say this, and you don't have to agree with me, but every show is the greatest show. I just feel that way. When you're there in person, no one's walking away upset. That's how I feel. And <laughs> the boys are rolling their eyes. <laughs> But that's just how I feel. And I can't wait till the next show. Which is a big weekend coming up. SPAC. SPAC weekend. Uh, We don't know if any of us are going to be there. We could all be there. None of us will be there. I don't know who's going to be there. We have no idea. So uh, game time decisions. We have have no idea what's going on. Um, But thank you for joining us. This was uh, so fun. Uh, Guilford was so fun. Guys, thanks for making the trek thanks here. Thanks for bringing us peasants to your kingdom. <laughs> That's it. That's it. What more can you say than that? Uh, yeah, we had a great time. Uh, I crossed my fingers and everything else that uh, we will get the same uh, the same two shows next year uh, that the band will be back to Guilford. Um, and uh, we will be there right you're never gonna miss another one you guys right never miss another one and i'm just crossing my fingers that jeanette comes back from the bus and greets us again she might get lost i mean she the thing is she has no choice right this is it for dead and company jeanette we hope you have the best time we know you will and um yeah we'll uh hopefully i know we keep saying this but 
one of these weeks we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming where we'll have our segments and we're going to do our walk around the moon album review finally and um we hope to have some more stuff for you in the future including uh our Leroy pod stickers which uh pay attention to our social media um those will likely be releasing next week so um if you like what you heard today please share give us a follow tell your friends buy a sticker buy a shirt come see us at shows and uh until next time from the shores of Guilford. <laughs> Signing off. Signing off. Trisha, Sean, Matt. Guilford 2023 is in the books. <laughs> <laughs>